It's Rick here in Branson, Missouri, the Reawaken Tour, and I got Doug Billings here. It's such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Rick, it's good. You know, we see each other all the time on yeah. these tours, and it's always a great time when I get to spend time with you. Yeah, well, it's so awesome. I mean, I know that your uh, your radio shows have just done so well. Now your audience, now it's become more of a video podcast. Yes, is that, yeah. Is that kind of, how's that audience compared to the podcast versus the radio? Yeah, it's still in both formats. So right. we have a video version. We have the podcast. People can go to almost any of their favorite podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Google, Apple, whatever, and they can listen to the program. But they can also watch it on my website, DougBillings.us. Mm-hmm. Um, I put everything out there first on the website, and then a few days later, I'll migrate some of it over to Rumble mm-hmm. so people can see it. But it's always fresh right on DougBillings.us. Many there are, but oh, now yeah. it's like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. But you know, two years ago, I was the vice president of human resources at a major medical institution, <laughs> and they wanted me, you know, at the beginning of COVID, they said, hey, Doug, we need some HR policies that will sequester people and, you know, prevent people from getting standard, normal, uh, traditional preventative care. And I said, why? Well, because we've got this COVID bug and it's killed 10,000 people. I go, 10,000 people. I live in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And I say to them, well, if we put 10,000 people in Arrowhead Stadium, people would go, well, there's the staff. Now, where's the fans? You know, in other words, such a small amount of people. Mm -hmm. But we need these policies to sequester people. I'll make this a short story. my mom, no, my, my mom had Alzheimer's disease, right? She's oh, God brawled this year, which is a good thing because, you know, when people have Alzheimer's, it's not a there's no quality of life there. Mm-hmm. But if I had passed and written policies that would have prevented other people from visiting their families, I couldn't have visited my mother. Right. And, you know, and so there's this whole people couldn't have gone in to get preventative colon screenings, breast you know, screening mammograms for breast cancer. And we could have become a sicker country. And that didn't settle well with me. Mm-hmm. So I asked the question, being the largest owner-operator of hospitals out there, 10,000 deaths, I, my question was this to the executive committee, of those 10,000 deaths, how many people were in our facilities? How many how many death certificates do we have access to? Mm-hmm. 7,000 as it turned out. So of the 10, we had seven. Okay. Of those 7,000, I had my staff do a study. How many people of those 7,000 died from COVID when it was the primary cause of death. Right. I, I don't want to hear the story of the guy that died of a motorcycle crash, but he happened to have COVID, yeah. so we're listing as a COVID, yeah. or the heart attack stroke. So I want to know when COVID killed somebody. So Rick, take a guess. Of 7,000 people, how many do you think died of COVID when it was the primary cause of death? Less than 10%, I guess. 150 people. 150. <laughs> Not even one. Yeah, 150 people. Now, of that 150 people, every single one of them were over the age of 78. Wow. So I go back to the executive committee and say, I'm just, I'm just not going to write these policies. I don't see the validity, mm-hmm. and the data doesn't back it up. We have 10,000 deaths at that point. Now, keep in mind, in today's world, they're saying almost a million people. Mm-hmm. It's nonsense. Yeah. When COVID, when we're talking about the primary. So I didn't write, when we're talking about the primary cause of death, we're not talking about those kinds of numbers. I said, I'm not going to write the policies. I, I, and so two weeks later, they reconvened a meeting, and I was fired. Mm-hmm. And so to your point about citizen journalism, that's why I started the show. When I got fired, it's like, well, what am I going to do next? I was fired because I stood up for what I perceived truth. Mm-hmm. And so the right side with Doug Billings was born. That is awesome. I love that story. Now, I personally was uh, been awake for like six or seven years, but not to the medical cartel until COVID. Yeah. Is that, how about yourself? So I would not consider myself awake either. I mean, I always, I've always been a conservative. You know, in my own mind, I would vote Republican and I write to life. All of, all of the traditional conservative issues I would fall down on. That would, those would be, but the, the corruption in our government, mm-hmm. the theft, the, the, on both sides, because we have a rhino problem in our 
yes. conservative party. No so I was, I wouldn't, you've been awake longer than me, Rick. Mm -hmm. I, I would say I really didn't, you know, I started my show in February of 2020 after being fired. I would say it took until about Thanksgiving of 2020 for me to go, whoa, this that I didn't realize. Yeah. From our government to our medical industry to everything in between. Uh, and so cheers to you for being awake for so long. But it, it didn't dawn on me. I, and then having begun to take part in these Clay Clark Reawaken America tours, when you hear other people talking, yeah, it's an amazing thing. I, there's so much to do out there. Yeah, well, so. I think I, I'm almost a newbie to some of these people have been awake for 20, 30 years, and yeah. they had to see no yeah. progress. At least yeah. at least when I've been awake, uh, God's been doing amazing oh, yeah. things, right? <laughs> I, think, I think this is one of the most amazing times to be oh, alive in the history yeah. of our republic. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you something. Yeah. So first of all, America is not on our deathbed. We're not. On, we're in a nightmare. Ad, ad, Administrator Biden and the Commu Socialist Party. Remember, there are no more Democrats in the in the, in the elected class. Now, this is important. It's true. Every one of them have blended communism and socialism together. The Commu Socialist Party, and they are not a pro-American political party. They're the globalists. Yeah, absolutely. And so they will links to excommunicate God from the public square. The founding fathers intended God to be part of our fabric of society. No question. Benjamin Franklin, the other founding fathers, go back and look at colonial America school curriculums. Mm -hmm. God, the Bible, mathematics, the art, science, of course, mm -hmm. but the Bible, God, Christian Bible, Christian God, meant to be included. Mm -hmm. So we have got to get back to that. And my point being, this great reawakening that we're sensing is the shaking of God and the people of God are waking up. I think we're going to see the, the, the most significant reawakening to the divine providence of God mm -hmm. since even during the time of the founding fathers. Wow. Hey, I, I, that's, that, I agree. It's, it's, it's so exciting to see. And I'm, we'll talk about the November 8th election, but I want to first, I first want to kind of go back to your faith. How's, how's this whole thing changed, changed your walk with the, with the Lord? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so this, the Clay Clark and the Reawaken America tour, we have his glory. We have your program. Mm. We have Amanda, these, um, you know, Pastor Dave Scarlett. We have um, all of these great, great Christians. Father Jim Altman's on the tour from mm -hmm. time to time. I come from the Roman Catholic tradition. That's mm -hmm. the that's where I was born and raised. I I am so proud of certain priests, pastors, mm -hmm. and rabbis who stand up for the truth from the pulpit. Right. But in all of our faiths, whether we're non-denominational, whether we're evangelical, whether we're Catholic, whether whatever we are, there's so much more work to be done among the pastors and the leaders of these churches where we've mm -hmm. got to begin to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And so just as all of the founding fathers didn't have the same faith backgrounds, and they didn't agree always politically either, right. we as Christians, no matter what you are, Catholics are Christians, Baptists are Christians. Christians, Lutherans are Christians, evangelicals, whatever. We need to come together and put the pettiness aside. Unity. And unify mm -hmm. to save the soul and the intent of this republic because I have, you know, God founded this country. God inspired the writing of the founding fathers were inspired and wrote these founding documents. We're, you know, we have the Bible, the primary source of God's word, but we also have three other divinely inspired documents, our Constitution, Declaration of Independence, and our Bill of Rights. I believe it. 